Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Broadcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Thursday, July 13th, 2023. And yes, this is Tammy. Hi, everyone. Dressed up like a 14-year-old skater. Let me tell you something, Tammy. (laughs) If you go to the skate park, do not accept candy from strangers. It's a trick, and I can tell you by experience. Listen to your elders. Do not get in the van. What's with the 14-year-old skater get up, man? <laughs> First of all, I love hats. Second of all, this is like one of the most comfiest shirts I own. And it's chilly here today. It is chilly. It's wet. And it is a beautiful summer day, July 13, 2023. Coming right up. It is the Book of John, Chapter 4. And this is Lana Del Rey. And I love you so much. You don't even know. I just love you so much. John, Chapter 4. Now, please first consider your part in the many-member body of Christ. The Companion Chapel is a registered nonprofit ministry. Whatever God-given talents you have, God expects you to use it in the many-member body of Christ. Now, we are watching the algorithms a little bit more than we used to. And we're seeing that we've been, uh, seems like we've been restricted a little bit because of the things I say. When we teach the prophets, it's prophecy for today. So we get a little bit political. And some of the things we've said has got us thrown to the bottom of the algorithms on Spotify and all the podcast platforms. So if you're watching this, whether it's on YouTube, consider YouTube has 800 million videos and 37 million channels. So if you're watching this, it's nothing short of a miracle. And that goes the same with the podcast, wherever you're listening nambia africa ireland all through united states canada there's millions of podcasts out there so if you found this it's nothing short of a miracle because we don't have any money here at the companion chapel to spend on promoting managing marketing anything so whatever god-given talent you have if you can like share subscribe or if you would like to help us keep bringing these to you go to companionchapel.com visa mastercard paypal and it is a registered nonprofit. that means by canadian law all the money has to go back into teaching god's word we'll get some managing we'll get some marketing out there we'll get some new equipment this equipment's old you can watch back from 2014 to 15 when tammy looked like a skater girl back then also we were doing the same videos <laughs> with the same stuff that is it's it's hard to work with but we're not complaining here now please turn with me in your bibles to john chapter 4 this is monumental man and i apologize for john chapter 3 yesterday when you get to that verse for god's love the world he gave his only begotten son i get choked up there's no doubt about it i got all choked up yesterday it's such an in-depth verse we feel it because we talk it and we walk it and we want everybody back to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension to cohabitate with God in the circuits of time the way he made his children. Consider infinity forward and infinity back in this little short flesh age. It all hinges on your thoughts, your intents, your actions in the here and now. You can't walk with God while you're still holding the devil's hand. And we pray for everybody, the whole human family in totality. John chapter 4 verse 1 when therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, so it was not his practice to baptize. And remember, just go back a page. He baptized with that spiritual water into your psyche to change your thought patterns. Remember what baptism is when, we, when we're reading the Bible. And baptism is a sign of obedience and it's an invitation. 
You invite yourself. It's an invitation procedure to adopt yourself back into God's spiritual family. He calls Israel. It is a public outward testimony and inward change after you've been baptized as a sign of obedience to God, to signal to God and signal to others, I'm a man, woman, child of God now. This is the construct I follow here, not my ideologies. I follow the ideologies of governmental perfection of the truth. That's God. And when we're, when Jesus Christ baptized, he baptized with that spirit. It's the spirit, the intellect of your soul. But anyways, let's not get too hung up on that because uh, we've got to move along here. And Jesus Christ left Judea. Now, hang on to that thought. He left Judea. We're going to be talking about this pretty extensively in this lesson. And departed again into Galilee. That's the circuit around the Palestine area. He must needs <clears throat> go through Samaria. There's some good grammar there. Five. Then cometh he to the city of Samaria, which is called Shichar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob, one of the 12 patriarchs. No, Jacob was the main patriarch. He had 12 kids, 12 tribes of Israel, and one was named Joseph, which became the 10 northern tribes, Ephraim and Manasseh, double-blessed and forgetful, migrated all over planet Earth to plant the seeds of truth. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied on his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about six hours, so it was noon. And there cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. And Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. Now, I'm not sure if they had please and thank you back then, but I'm sure Jesus was quite polite about it. I would hope he would be polite about it, not <laughs> like, like said... you when you walk in from outside. <laughs> Give me a drink! Make me a tea! I always say please and thank you, Tammy. You forget once in a while. Well, when it's a perfect world... <laughs> Jesus Christ to let us know. For his disciples were gone away to the city to buy meat. That's sustenance for the flesh body. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, ask drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews had no dealings with Samaria. Let's stop right there. Okay. First off, there's no race here. Okay, biblical definition of Hebrew, Israelite, Judea, and Jew. We're going to go over that now. Hebrew, the language they spoke. Israelite, biblical definition. Romans chapter 9. You adopt yourself back into God's spiritual family called Israel. And so here we have the word Judea back when he left Judea. So he was outside with this woman said, okay, he left Judea. And in the Greek, that is Judea. And that means the land. That's the area. That's the geographical location. It was named after the tribe of Judah, which inhabited it originally back when David, and then it all fell apart. But they still called it Judea, the land. And when she says, well, thou art a Jew, that just means Judeos. It's an adjective. It's the people, inhabitants of the land. Like we could say, okay, we live in Canada, and that would be a noun, right? We say, I left Canada. And then we maybe we're in the United States and someone says, aren't you a Canadian? It's the same thing here. You left the land of Judea, that's Judea, and now somebody's coming up to you saying, hey, you're not from here, are you? You are Judeos. You are one of the inhabitants of the land over there. Okay, so it's a geographical thing. But also remember, as that adjective, 
it describes the lead clergy and their congregation that was hostile to the Lord Jesus Christ and Christianity, obviously, that we read about here. It's not a race of people. And if some people want to call themselves Jews today, then you would have to say, I am of the posterity of brother Judah, one of the 12 tribes of Israel of Jacob, one of his 12 kids. And if you can trace your genealogy back to that guy that lived thousands of years ago, that's pretty good. You know, if you can or if you can't, okay. nobody knows what their shoe tribe is. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Explain it every time. I you know, but it's so it, important because someone called a, me a racist, and it, it is made important. Me sick. It is important, but you can just say okay what they're using it as. Okay, right now. so the Sumerians and and these people from the inhabitants of Judea didn't like each other. Had no, you know, they th there was just a division, right? Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knowest the gift of God. And who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink, thou would have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. And the woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence is thou this living water? Okay, so this is a good conversation. Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? Very interesting, this woman from Samaria identifies Jacob as her father. That's very interesting. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. That's H2O, coming out of the well. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give unto him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give unto him shall be in him a well. That's a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. This word well here is the word fountain. It should have been translated fountain. In the Greek, it's pege, and we're going to go to Revelation 21, 6, which Jesus Christ talking about. Jesus Christ wraps up the affairs of time on this flesh age. Revelation 21, 6, here is your inheritance that you have to know how to claim. He said, unto, I, it is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him, that's anybody, that thirsts of the fountain of water of life freely. That's what you get for your spiritual body. It's everlasting life. Sustenance is what we're talking about. Now, there's another fountain in the water that's Satan's construct, also known as the seals, trumps, files, rich white man's construct. When we go to chapter 8, the book of Revelation, the trumps reveal, the seals reveal the source, the trumps reveal the actions of the tribulation. We're talking about the economy here. And a third angel sounded and fell a great star from heaven. That's personage burning as it were a lamp. Fell upon a third part of the rivers. That's the flowing of traffic, of merchandise, of money upon the fountains. There's the same word again. Of waters. The fountains of activity of the economy. Of people going out and basically worshipping money. Having faith in money. And that star is called wormwood. It's bitter disillusionment. Jesus Christ gives us security. Money will always fail. Every economy on planet Earth has always failed. And this is what Jesus Christ is offering. Eternal life, you can't buy it. What fountain of activity is your heart into? The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. And Jesus said unto her, Go call thy husband and come hither. Then the woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. 
For thou hast had five husbands, and he who thou hast now is not thy husband, and that saidest thou truly. Jesus Christ is the Alpha and Omega. He is omnipotent. He presents himself as God here. There's a great thread that runs through the Bible. He knows your thoughts and intents in real time. There's nothing here that shall not be revealed in real time right now. Jesus Christ knows. God knows. He's just sitting there beyond our current perception of physics watching us with the other two-thirds of the angels that did not fall. All the angels rejoice when one of us repents because they want their brothers and sisters back. Man, let's get on with the affairs of time. The woman said unto him, Sir, perceive that thou art a prophet. Oh, you must be a prophet then if you knew that. Our fathers worshipped in the mountains, in the mountain, and you say that in Jerusalem is a place where men ought to worship. Okay, so just follow this narrative. It's very simple. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Now, mountain means nation, but this well actually was placed underneath somewhat of a mountain. So they're saying, well, we've worshipped here and you're telling us we should worship over there. And listen to what Jesus says. Now, this is horrible in the English. I'll read it in the English and I'll just tell you what this means from the manuscripts. You worship, you know not what we know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. Okay, so what this is saying, they worship what they see. They want to worship some religious sideshow. They want to worship things they see. They're not understanding the spirit, the intellect of your soul. Your soul is your life force. Your spirit is the intellect of your soul. Remember, your soul is an energy. Your spirit is an energy. It makes up your identity. For salvation is of the Jews. There's that word again. Eodas or eudios. And in Psalm 78 and Psalms 114, here's your glossary thread. Judah, and that's what this word Jews translates to, Judah, is God's sanctuary. Israel is God's dominion. Judah was the king line, and the king line was supposed to protect the truth. Salvation is in the truth. It was supposed to be protected from the truth. In God's sanctuary, what did Satan do? He defiled the sanctuary. He got into God's sanctuary and cast doubt on the truth, marginalizing God's word. But the hour cometh, and now is, when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in the truth, for Father seeketh such to worship him. God is spirit. No flesh, man. The flesh goes back in the dirt. It's over. As if a loving God would say, I'm going to create children and put them in the flesh body. He repented that he had to do this to us. And repent, when God repented, as it's written in the book of Gen Genesis, means he sighed with disappointment. As it's written in Psalms 90, we were all cohabitating with God even before the earth was formed, created. God created all things. We were all there, all his children in our spiritual body. This just means an energy. An energy cannot be created or destroyed. A closed system and laws of thermodynamics. God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Not by things you see. Not by some religious sideshow, by ceremonies. From the heart, your thoughts, your intents, your actions. The woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ, for when he come, he will tell us all things. Hey, everybody has heard of Christ, even this woman here. And she even attributes herself to her father is Jacob. 
That's the natural seed line. Here she's getting introduced to the spiritual seed line, Israel. Okay, and so she's heard of Christ. And if you look on the map today, you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody on planet Earth that hasn't heard of Jesus Christ. It's the most recognized name in human language outside of North Korea or somewhere that's really oppressed. They might not have heard of our Lord Jesus Christ. But the most recognized name in all human language, even before he showed up on the scene in the flesh as Yeshua Messiah, and now after, Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto thee, I am he. He identifies himself flat out. And upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman, yet no man said, What seekest thou, or what are you talking with her for? Because back then, the religious community, known as the Jews, had all these laws, and one of the six forbidden things was to be sitting there talking to a woman without the husband present or without another witness present, and especially to a woman of Samaria because there was a great division there. God is the God of unity, perpetual friendship, a place of peace beyond our present comprehension, a place of completeness, a place of certainty. And you see the division here between the lead clergy and the Lord Jesus Christ and the people from Samaria. The woman then left her water pot. So they would have been saying, look at Jesus Christ talking to this guy, like, or this woman, you know what I mean? No pointing fingers, right? This is God here. Christ presents himself as God. The woman left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the men. She didn't finish her chores, but I guess she was excited. <laughs> you never finish your chores, and it's not because you're excited. <laughs> Come and see. Well, water was the woman's job, right? Yeah. The guy's job is to sit around with their friends, drink beer, and smoke cigarettes. What? What? <laughs> you know what? You guys couldn't even take care of your sheep, your cattle, your donkeys. Yeah. Out drinking, smoking, and losing the it animals. It ain't easy, Tammy. It ain't easy. Jeez. Let's get back on here. If it wasn't for the women, everything would fall apart. I agree, Tammy. I agree to a point. 29. <laughs> Come and see a man which told me all things that I ever did. Nothing hid that shall not be revealed. God knows in real time. It's not this the Christ, she says, the anointed one, that was prophesied through the whole book up right to the end of the book of Malachi. And now we're in the Gospels here when he shows up on the scene, our Lord Jesus Christ. And they went out of the city and came unto him. Wow, she must have been pretty persuasive, you know, because she went up to these guys again doing what guys do in the sitting around doing nothing <laughs> watching the women do all the work okay tammy chicken coop didn't get built by itself yeah it only took five months of nagging three months tammy in the meantime while his disciples prayed him saying master eat okay so here come the guys they got a bag of groceries here and he said unto them i have meat to eat that you know not of. That's sustenance for the soul. That's food for the soul. We're back to verse 24 when he's teaching this woman. We're talking about in the spirit, in truth, food for your soul. Now, what do people do when they distort the food for the soul? It's when they allow human feelings to trump the truth. Don't let your emotions marginalize your intelligence that we see going on today. Dude, the truth is the truth. You can smoke screen it all you want. It'll always stand there. 
And when the smoke clears, the truth is there. Jesus Christ is starting to talk about what we learn in John chapter 6, about your spiritual food, food for the soul, food for eternal life. I have meat that you don't even know about yet because you're still disciples and you're newbies you haven't learned yet. Okay, Therefore said his disciples unto another, If any man brought him meat, did someone bring this guy a sandwich or what's going on here? Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Now, I'm just going to skip ahead to 6 for a second. I wasn't planning on this. But John chapter 6, just so you know how the Hebrews talked back then. And we study the etymology of the words from the manuscripts, the idioms, metaphors, figures of speech, how they spoke back then. And remember, our grammar today doesn't apply to their grammar back then. When I say Jew is an adjective, well, people will get all over me with the English argument. Back then, and a word can have both attributes, so an attribute noun, an attribute, attribute, it can have attributes. Attributive? Attributive. A word can have attributes. Get that fly off your forehead. It's been there the whole Bible study. Like, did it pay to get in here? Okay. A ver it can have a verb, an adjective, and a noun all in one shot. A descriptive word, an action, and okay. So when Jesus, I get excited. I get excited. This is my favorite thing to do. After I put this Bible down, I'm gonna go out there and work on a chicken coop that's never gonna get done. I know it's been five months. Three. It was in planning stages for two months. Eat. Okay, eat and drink. What were we talking about? Hebrews use this re expression with reference to knowledge. So in John chapter 6, except you eat and drink the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. So what's he talking about here? Where it is put for being alive, spiritually alive. So eating and drinking denotes the operation of the mind in receiving and inwardly digesting the truth of God's word. So Believing on Christ is exactly the same thing as eating and drinking him. He is the living word. He provides you with the bread of life and the living water so we don't hunger or thirst after the ways and things of the world again that are going to drag you down and end you up in a bad spot than other parts of the earth where there is no praise or presence of God whatsoever. This is what Jesus Christ is teaching us in this book of John. This is just absolutely awesome your spiritual body and your flesh body two different bodies jesus said unto them my me is to do the will of him he came in the volume of the book he is the living word as it's written in the first chapter of john say not ye there are yet four months into the harvest so he's looking out over the fields right it's not even planted yet probably behold i said unto you lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are white for for they are white are ready to harvest it's not four months yet until harvest but he says, they're ready to harvest. What's he saying here? Matthew 13, 38. The angels are the messengers. In the end are the reapers. He's talking about the field is the world. God wants his children back. We're of the world right now. It sucks. And we're getting, trying to get back to our Heavenly Father. The Millennium Temple just waiting for you. That's your inheritance. Do you know how to claim it? And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto eternal life. Both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. Hey, plant the seeds of truth is what he's saying. 
and then we reap each other into the many-member body of Christ so that we can get to that Millennium Temple, a priestly kingdom for people that didn't have a chance or people whose heart was in it or people you know, at different levels of learning. But it's you can't be nursing along false doctrine. Woe to those that give suck in those days. Woe to those with child. What's that mean? It means those that are that have conceived falsehoods, false doctrines inside them, and they're nursing them along. What nurses it along? Their ego. They can never be corrected. This is a great time of correction. It's like when you get. But people say to me when they marginalize God's word all the time. They say, "Oh, that's not convenient," or. Uh, Let's just use an example. The church over there, oh yeah, we eat pork. I said, well, in 11 times in the Bible, it's strictly forbidden. And it's an act of obedience. And it's also the animal is a sickly animal for human for human consumption. Right. Not to mention nowadays, they add rock topamine to it. But it's just saying, like, they can't be corrected. They think that they can marginalize God's word for their convenience, and it's sad. And we pray for those people. I think I lost well, my train of thought there. You know, I also find that people always look for loopholes. Yeah, that's right. That's good. They, they look yeah. for loopholes in the Bible. It's like, well, I like pork. I like the taste of my bacon sandwich. So let me see if there's somewhere in here like that law. That law doesn't have to be followed anymore. And Jesus Christ said, hmm, Matthew true. chapter seven. I came not to change one jit or jot of the laws of the prophets I came to fulfill. All the laws still hold. The laws of the Pharisees and Sadducees don't mean nothing anymore. And that's what Paul said. Those laws are, are over. We follow God's law. Jesus Christ said in Matthew chapter 7. So let's just, I'm, I'm, I'm losing my focus here. So don't let me lose my focus. All right, no losing focus. And herein, okay, you, you reap what you sow. And you get what you deserve, period. That's how life is. God is fair free will choice we are free will entities we have to be governed and we obviously cannot be governing ourselves just look at the world stage today 100% failure rate at governing ourselves you reap what you sow if you want to sow ideologies outside of God's word that's idolatry okay so be careful what you're harboring inside your train of thought people are always compromising God's word Okay, so you reap what you sow. You get what you deserve. And we're trying to get everybody together, the whole human family in totality. If it were to come back to Father to sing for his joy, for his pleasure, for his glory, and you'll take care of us. I sent, I sent you to reap that wherein you bestowed no labor. In other words, continue to teach those that have heard what the prophets before you wrote. Like this woman here. She heard. And now she needs some teaching. She heard it, and this applies to me too in life. I heard it, and I could—I was studying the Bible hard. So I could talk it to a degree, not like I can now, but I wasn't walking it, and it was disaster. And then God said, are you done yet? Are you going to now walk it, and I'll open up this book for you like nobody's business? And here we go. You have to talk it, and you have to walk it. So here's saying, okay, other people have labored before you, planting the seeds of truth. Now you have to make that seed grow. Other men labored, and you are entered into their labors, like John the Baptist, all the prophets, all his disciples. That's me, that's you. Help plant the seeds of truth throughout the world. That's the great commission of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because God wants his children back. And many of the Samaritans of the city, of the city believed on him for the saying of the woman, which testified, and he told me all that I ever did. Well, that's 
that's something so jesus christ that's another sign i know your thoughts and intents you got nothing on me don't you think otherwise remember that one comment someone said i was like uh do you think i can deceive the lord jesus christ yeah, yeah in your dreams man like let's get let's get real here okay so when the Samaritans were coming to him, they besought him and would tarry with them. And he abode there a couple of days. He chilled with them, right? Little Jesus Christ, that's awesome. And many more believed because of his own word. Now, the lead clergy's churchy church's religious show compared to the Lord Jesus Christ's word. The ceremonies and laws and everything. Well, we got to go to my buddy. I know this guy's going to be, I just know we're going to be friends. You know who I'm talking about. Jude, the crustiest guy the in the Bible, guy. 25 verses of, yeah, bring it. Jude 16, these are murmurers and complainers against the truth, walking after their own lusts, money, 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 whatever that, whatever's in it for me. And their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having persons admiration because of advantage. Jude 16 just nails admiration. it. Admiration. It's admiration. <laughs> admiration. Hooked on phonics, Tammy. You got that flying around. <laughs> Get it out of here. Where's that <laughs> discount dollar store bug spray, man? You're kidding. Okay, let's go Stop here. spraying me with Come that. On. Okay, so his word, not the churchy church's word today that marginalizes God's word because they got to fill some seats. And said unto the woman, Now we believe, not because of thy saying, for what we have heard, heard him ourselves, and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. There you have it there. And remember, John added that because it's divine inspiration, not man's imagination. John wrote this after the Lord Jesus Christ came and went. Now, after two days, he departed thence and went into Galilee, back into the circuit. There's Jesus Christ tripping around. For Jesus hath himself testified that a prophet hath no honor in his own country. There you have it. Listen, I'm going to tell you from experience, and Tammy too. If you grow up a little heathen whatever, I don't want to say any bad words, but it applies to me. Grow up in lust. That's the construct we grew up in in front of the TV. Hollywood major media educated us. And then we had parents and got we honor our parents. They got bamboozled too by this construct, the seals, trumps, and biles that are wide open right now and to the dynasty of censorship. That's the fifth one. Censorship of the truth, the great apostasy. We grew up in lust, myself. That's what was ingrained into us. Then it grew into arrogance and ignorance and then to greed. And some people, and you see older people today, never get out of that. They only care about money and the sexual perverted comments and innuendos and everything is about sex and money, a major sexual obsession. It's the moral decay of society today. So just be careful to get yourself out of that construct. Get yourself out of that by depro deprogram yourself. Get your exit counseling from the Lord Jesus Christ back into freedom. When your mind doesn't think like that anymore, you're free. Those vices have nothing on you. And so when you go back to your hometown, as well as trying to say, and all of a sudden I'm carrying a Bible, you will get laughed at and mocked beyond whatever. But uh, you know what? So I don't even bother. I don't even bother taking my Bible back into my hometown where you were because they will not let go. People do not forgive. They want to paint a legacy on you. There he is. And they'll pick out the worst things you've ever done and create 
again, a legacy and not let go. Remember, weak people never forgive. They don't forgive. They hold grudges to the bitter end because they feel empowered by it. They have something. Oh, there's that Michael. We know what he's going to do. He's going to, you know what I mean? Whatever. Get himself in trouble. Cause problems. Okay. Strong people forgive. Can you imagine if the Lord Jesus Christ held grudges? Where would we be? It's about forgiving, coming to an understanding. People change to get born again. That means they're not the same person they were before in thought, intent, and in action. Cut people some slack. Forgive. It takes a strong person to forgive and consider human frailty. And then intelligent people can see that construct forming and know how to govern themselves accordingly. Don't get involved with it. Okay? Govern yourselves accordingly. No honor in your own country. They're always going to point fingers at you to the bitter end. Yeah, that's forbidden in the Bible. 45. Then when he was coming to Galilee, and the Galileans received him, having seen all the things he did in Jerusalem at the feast, they also were at the feast. So there's a lot of people following him around. So Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee, where he made water into wine. We went over that. That's no sideshow. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. Okay? And don't forget this word nobleman means a royal officer of the occupying army. And when he had heard that Jesus was coming to Judea into Galilee, he went into him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. The little kid was sick. Then said Jesus unto him, Except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Christ is not a sideshow. You have to have faith that comes from within. It's something that can't be bought. It's your thoughts, your intents, your actions. You feel it. You believe it. You're not wavering. Excuse me. I was going to say something, but I forgot. The nobleman said unto him, Sir, come down here. My child died. Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. He had faith. As he was you know, walking out of there, Jesus knew his thoughts and his intents and his actions. He knew what he was thinking. I have faith. Unwavering faith and belief or you get no relief. Trust or you won't be trusted. Confide in the Lord or you can't abide in the Lord. Book of Isaiah. And he was now going down to his servants, madam. And this is a big shot. You got a bunch of servants ripping out to tell you something. It's saying, thy son liveth. Then he inquired of them the hour which he began to amend. When did he start getting better? And they said unto him, Yesterday at the seventh hour, after the fever left him, so around one o'clock, Jesus got to the well at noon. So the father, that, the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth. And himself believed, and his whole household believed. How do you build house on a house? It starts with faith, and then you pray for the spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, and strength. Remember, any where there is no praise or presence of God, where, there, where God's instructions, God's commandments, God's wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, and strength is not in a household, no human household is secure, no human marriage is secure. And that's all there is to it. And that's from the book of Proverbs. This is, again, the second sign, not miracle. John never uses the word miracle in the manuscripts that Jesus did when he came out of Judea into Galilee, the circuit. Isn't that just awesome, Tammy? That is awesome. John chapter 4. This is awesome because we were in the prophets for so long and we got so political that it dumped us to the bottom of the algorithms because we have our God as the God of truth. So if you can help us with the algorithms just by a like, subscribe, or whatever platform you're on, wherever Share. you're from. Share. 
and notification um, Nambia Africa I want some emails Palmetto Florida all through the United States Ashburn Virginia all over through Seattle and Ireland that's very interesting I want to hear from you, companionchapel at gmail.com, or you can come out here for a Bible study. I'll put the address at the bottom of the screen. Me and Tammy study the Bible every morning. We just decided to record it, and now Tammy's off to the skater park. And Do if not get in the van, Tammy. It's a trick. And if if there's anyone out there who knows how to do carpentry and can help with a chicken coop that's taken five months to build Three. and is still not nowhere even close to being finished... Please come and help us. Well, Please. the Companion Chapel Homesteading Community is on 77 acres of land. You're invited out here anytime. Come on out. Give us an email. Have a Bible study. And perhaps you'd like to park a trailer here and get involved with the Companion Chapel. It's a registered nonprofit. I want to thank you very much for watching. Have yourself the greatest day. God bless. And bye for now. Pray for Tammy at the skater park. <laughs>